Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by betonline.ag because they're your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. He is the star of the show. His name is Steve Fezzik. He is a math whiz. He knows all of the odds for any of these bets. So he knows what is a good idea, what isn't a good idea, what is a good bet. What is it? That doesn't mean he's always right. It just means he knows the math behind it. At Fezzik Sports is the only place you can find him on Twitter, and you should. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Really appreciate the likes, the follows on all of those. Hopefully, you guys are already following me on a bunch of those different platforms. I think you know by now, journeyman offensive lineman, much to my surprise, my dad's 5'9", a buck 70. Did not think I would be 6'5", 330 at some point, playing seven years in the NFL. Bunch of podcasts. Andrew Brandt was awesome on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Matt Wallman breaking down some of the surprise picks was equally good on Monday's College Draft podcast. I will tell you this. Before we get into our prop bets, Steve, and talk about those as well as some of our bets looking forward now that the draft's behind us, I do have a couple of awesome options for Mother's Day. Whether it's a story for your mom or your wife or whoever from myfrontpagestory.com, which I'm a huge fan of, or you go the more traditional route and you get flowers from 1-800-Flowers.com using code FOOTBALL. Either way, two of the best Mother's Day gift ideas ever, especially during social distancing. All right, Steve. Well, I just got to start with your reaction to the NFL draft from a betting perspective, including some of the ones that really stood out and whether or not it changes how you feel about their team and probably their season win total. And I guess we have to start, Steve, 
with the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers because there was some speculation about whether or not they would end up taking a quarterback or not. They both did. The Dolphins take Tua. The Chargers take Justin Herbert. What are your thoughts on those selections and what it does for those teams' win totals? Well, I think it was pretty much given that both were going to take a quarterback. The question was, were they going to have to trade up and give up um, draft assets in order to do so? So the fact that they didn't have to do that, a big positive for both Miami and for the Chargers, and especially Miami being able to fleece, well, I think they fleece Green Bay and get an additional pick in the fourth round. Talk about draft capital for Miami. You could make the case that this has been one of the best off-seasons the team's had in a long time with Brian Flores being able to attract all these free agents away from New England and other places and now having so much, uh, so many picks in the first round. It's not that I think Tua is going to help the team this year. I don't even think Tua is going to play, but I think that all of the momentum is really good for Miami long-term and certainly short-term with the season win of six, I think you have to go over for Miami. So, but I also know that you typically don't like rookie quarterbacks. And you have to think, I think, that Tua is going to play at some point. And I'm wondering if that impacts it, or you just think whether it's Fitz or Tua or some combo of Fitz and Tua that they're going over six wins. Yeah, it's a great point that I would much rather have Fitz all year long than to put Tua in. But because of Tua's health issues and the like, I think that Tua may well not play nearly as much as we think. I think this may well be a mentoring year for him. But um, if you told me that uh, Fitzpatrick was going to play all the games, that would be one of my biggest bets Miami over six wins. Yeah, it's interesting, too. We can get into it in a little bit. I, You know, I wish I knew whether or not Tua Tungvalu was going to play. Because I actually – I know these are – you call them needle in the haystack bets, Steve, and you're not into them. But in terms of the rookies, and if you wanted to bet on a rookie of the year, I think Tua, I saw him somewhere at plus 850, is a pretty good offensive rookie of the year candidate. Because the issue isn't considered to be with his performance, it's his health. So if, you know, by, I mean, look, I just saw him in April doing a workout where he looked pretty good to me, right? Running around and the, the Dolphins said that was a big part of their decision. Now you have all of May, all of June, all of July. I tend to think that he's going to be ready. I, I tend to think that he's going to be ready to go this year. I don't know if they'll help him start the opener, but I think he's going to play. And I think at plus 850, I don't know how many guys really have a chance to win offensive rookie of the year. Certainly Joe Burrow's the odds-on favorite. You know, I think Jonathan Taylor, who the Colts took pretty high, maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, some of these running backs on good teams have a chance. But I kind of I like Steve Tua plus 850. Is that crazy? If someone were so inclined to bet on such a thing. I think it's crazy. Um, the reason being, I think that Tua is like a three to one underdog to even be the starting quarterback at the start of the season. And I think the rookie running backs have such an advantage 
over the rookie quarterbacks that aren't slayed to start week one so that uh, I could easily see, like you mentioned, Jonathan Taylor or the LSU running back for Kansas City, racking up 1,200 yards, and it's going to be hard to deny a rookie of the year for a running back that's going to be top five in the league in yardage versus a quarterback that is going to be a below average in terms of metrics versus the other quarterbacks. Got it. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Chargers. Now, I already felt this way, Steve, and them taking Justin Herbert, which I anticipated only served to reinforce it. But I love the Chargers under. Their total right now is at 7.5. It's plus 105 on the under 7.5. Over 7.5 is minus 125. Again, I think most of our listeners know this, right? But for the plus 105, that means you lay $100. If you're right, you get 105 The minus 125 is you have to lay 125 to win 100 if they go over. I think they're going to play Herbert. First of all, I don't, and I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but the last time we saw him, Steve, for the Browns, he was not good. They still don't have a left tackle. They're in L.A. in a new stadium. I think they're going to play a guy like Justin Herbert, and I don't think he's good. And I certainly don't think he's going to be good as a rookie. And I know they've added some nice pieces to the team, but the Raiders are better. The Broncos are better. And now you got a situation where we know what the Chiefs are, I really like this is one of my favorite bets is the under seven and a half for the Chargers. Again, by the way, betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. You use the promo code podcast one. You get a 100% welcome bonus. That's what I'm looking at right now. That's where these odds are right now. As we're recording this 1137 a.m. Eastern time, I like the Chargers under seven and a half wins, plus 105. I can't do it, Ross, and here's why. COVID, that's absolutely creating havoc with all the teams. I'm going to make the case that the one team that COVID benefits the very most, and it's not close, it's the Chargers, and here's why. I think there's a real good chance we're going to see games without any fans. And who has the fewest fans throughout the country the Los Angeles Chargers. Who has no home field advantage in terms of crowd noise? The Los Angeles Chargers. So by play, if the games get played in front of empty stadiums, the team that benefits the very most from all of this is a Charger team that's got stockpiled in talent but always has to play with that enormous disadvantage, and that may not be prevalent this year. Interesting. Okay, interesting. I had not... I had not thought of that. Um, I'm still not buying it. What about the quarterback position, Steve? Well, I don't think that Philip Rivers was a good quarterback last year. I was shocked that Indy went all in for $25 million with Philip Rivers this year. And so I think it's a great point that the back end could be a disaster when Herbert um, uh, takes over for – uh, Tyrod Taylor. So I think I think that the second half of the year fading the Chargers selectively makes a whole lot of sense. 
but I think the Chargers are a team that just always underperforms, like I mentioned, because of not having that home field advantage. And because of that, I hate to go against it when I think that this is an under-the-radar factor that nobody else is factoring in. Um, continuing with the draft and what we saw and things that may or may not be actionable, you know, I'll have some other ones for you, but let's just get into it. Your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers trading up to take Jordan Love and what that means in your mind with the Packers' win total, Steve. It currently on Bet Online, it's nine and a half, plus one twenty-five to the over, minus one forty-five to the under. So the juice is to the under nine and a half at Bet Online right now. So put me down for a best bet under the nine and a half. I think that this is going to really destroy team chemistry. It's one thing to take love. It's another thing to trade away your fourth-round pick to move up four slots to grab him. What kind of message is that sending to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, It's a message saying, hey, we don't think that you're going to be a good quarterback for very much longer, and we've got to look towards our future. And then in the second round, taking A.J. Dill on a bruising back that can't catch the ball out of Boston College, Again, not giving Aaron Rodgers any help, and they didn't give him a wide receiver throughout the entire draft. I think that this has to like have Aaron Rodgers just shaking his head in terms of what the heck is Green Bay doing, and I think it's going to ruin the team chemistry. And frankly, I thought the Packers were massively overrated last year under 9.5. Wow. Um, I've seen it some places where it's 9. I like the over nine uh, because I think they'll still find a way to win nine games. I think you push. Nine and a half changes things a little bit for me with the Packers. Um, I don't know if they'll get to ten. I, I, you know, I, I, I just like it a lot more at nine than I do at nine and a half. What about the thought process, Steve, that Aaron Rodgers sort of has in uh, – an FU year as a result of this and goes out and plays really, really well. I've certainly heard that, but in order to play really, really well, you need to have really good players to throw the ball to. So uh, with one wide receiver and so little else to throw to, and frankly, Aaron Rodgers is an average quarterback. His QBR the last two years, 20 and 16 in the league. So there's nothing special about Aaron Rodgers. He's not Michael Jordan anymore that can just come out and will his team to win despite what's around him. And with him being 36, his better years are behind him. So I don't think he's good enough, even when fully motivated, to want to go ahead and do that. And frankly, I think Aaron Rodgers may well, his FU may well be, you know what, maybe I'm not going to put as much time into this the team has clearly given up on me. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it unfolds. There's no question about it. One of the other teams, Steve, getting a lot of love after the draft, and it, they did have a good draft. It just seemed like it it unfolded perfectly for them. It is the Dallas Cowboys. They're over under like the Packers 
is nine and a half. The juice is to the over, minus 125. The under is plus 105 at Bet Online. They got CeeDee Lamb in the first round, then Trayvon Diggs in the second, Neville Gallimore in the third. They even got Tyler Biotish to compete for that starting center spot in the fourth. Universally, Bradley Anai in the sixth, universally praised. Does it make a difference to you, Steve? You know, I've had some big-time discussions with various people. I am not a player evaluation guy, and I agree with you. I, when I look at a Lamb, one thing I do is I assess what everyone else's evaluation was and that Lamb should have gone about 14.5 in the draft. So if you're able to take him number 17, that certainly looks like tremendous value to me. Certainly, Dak no longer has any excuses. So... I like Dallas going in because they went eight and eight somehow last year, but should have won ten games. And now with those, um, with three really good wide receivers with Gallup and Cooper, um, there's no reason we shouldn't see that offense really gel for Dallas. Um, and I could only look over nine and a half because of that. However, having said all this, all these GMs are way smarter than me, and they've got talent evaluators way smarter than me. Hey, let me back up. I'm not sure they're smarter than me, but they've got talent evaluators <laughs> that are way smarter than me um, and focused. So there's a reason Lamb fell to 17. I don't know the reason behind that. Um, I do think, you know, I want to talk about Dallas and Green Bay have some advantages. I think this COVID doing handicapping based upon this is pretty darn significant, Ross. And I think being in a city like Dallas and especially a flyover area like Green Bay that's being spared the worst of the virus, there's a lot of distractions going on in New York, in New Orleans, in Chicago. Those are cities that are hit so hard by this. I think that the day-to-day disruption during, um, for all these players that live in those cities, I think it's going to have a more significant impact than people expect. I want to get your thoughts on that. Is a player that's prepping for play in Green Bay, going to be, is it going to be much easier for him than players living in New York? Ooh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the rules will be. I don't know um, why they're going to, you know, how they're going to do it. I think a lot of these guys, for the most part, are going to just stay in their houses and or hotels or whatever they do and then go to the facility, and I don't think it's going to be that. But that's sort of an element of it. You know, I had only thought of it from a standpoint of teams that have continuity versus teams that don't have continuity and new coaching staff and don't have a rookie quarterback or a new quarterback and the impact of that. I hadn't really thought of it like you are right now, which is the actual city-to-city impact. Interesting. Yeah, and so and so because of that, New Orleans, I, I look at that team as having the double whammy of tremendous home field events because of the crowd noise, and now if there's no fans and all the players are disrupted because the virus has hit New Orleans so hard, I know I want no part of putting any kind of futures bets um, or season win bet on the Saints. Very interesting. Very interesting, uh, Steve. Let's look at some of these other ones. You talked about the Miami Dolphins. What about uh, – actually, I want to go back to the Cowboys for a second. Do you have thoughts, Steve, on them taking like a number three wide receiver 
like C.D. Lamb as opposed to like a number one corner that they still need at 17? You know, it's a great question because when you have a wealth of riches at one position, that can create such a problem for the defense that maybe it's not a bad idea to, to load up there. Um, certainly, Lamb, you can, you can make the case, was the best player available in the draft. I do think in terms of um, prop betting, boy, I think betting Cooper under for uh, reception yards because there's only one football. And so because of that, having all those guys there is going to certainly have an impact on him and Gallup in terms of how many yards they're going to get. So I think as far as fantasy football projections and betting that way, um, that's probably the most significant factor bringing Lamb aboard. What about your Las Vegas Raiders? Any thoughts on them after they took Ruggs as the first receiver, Damon Arnett at 19, who people thought was maybe a third-round pick? Did it change your thoughts on the Raiders at all? Well, we pretty much trust Mayock, who used to be, you know, obviously a draft analyst, to know what he's doing. And when he takes a player that everyone else says doesn't belong in the first round like Arnett, um, we believe him. And so we're very bullish about all the speed that the Raiders are bringing on board. And here's a team, frankly, that um, had some injuries last year, still won seven games and overachieved. So there's a lot of optimism with the Raiders. Having said that, we're a city here. I got to tell you, Ross, our stadium, we're worried. I'm worried that it's not going to be 100% complete come week one because of um, you know, everything that's going on around us. Maybe it will be complete. But you talk about disruptions. Moving from Oakland to Vegas, new practice facilities, new city, I'm concerned that that could well be uh, Vegas. The Raiders might be one of the most distracted teams in the NFL, and that's why I can't bet them to go over. Got it. All right, some of the other draft-related moves I wanted to get your thoughts on. Did your opinion of the Eagles change at all with them taking Jalen Rager somewhat surprisingly in the first round instead of other receivers and more notably – taking Jalen Hurts in the second round. Yeah, I didn't like the Jalen Hurts selection, but, you know, the Eagles are smarter than I am, and I'm sure they've got some kind of plan to use Hurts. Um, And because of that, I didn't want to make too big of an adjustment. I do know that Rieger was considered to be a reach, but um, Philly obviously had no wide receivers, so... Uh, last year so they desperately needed to pick one up and if they've done their homework on him and he's um and he does work out that's um going to be a desperately needed addition for Carson Wentz but the Hurts pick obviously was puzzling yeah you know it's interesting I've read some math guys that talk about um you know the need to always have a good backup quarterback and they you know they've they go into you think about like last year right Detroit's backup gets hurt. I mean, Stafford gets hurt. Detroit season's over. Even the Jets, the three games Darnold missed, they had no chance to win those games, Steve. And Sam Darnold went 7-6 and six as a starter last year. You know, if they win a couple more of those games, if they win one or two of the games he's out, you know, they got a chance. And it just seemed like the Eagles want to make sure they're never in that situation 
They've obviously won a lot of big games with backups over the years, including playoff games, Super Bowl, Nick Foles, etc. So I think that, to me, is the answer. It just seems like they are always going to make sure in their mind that they're covered at the backup quarterback spot. Yeah, but they're not going to be covered this year because Jalen Hurts is not going to be as good as Nate Sudfeld this year. But down the road, I, I certainly can see maybe they can develop him into a good backup quarterback. Um, but like you mentioned, taking a quarterback early on almost always is bad for this year's performance because the um, the benefits of that quarterback really are down the road, not in the first year. So here's the next one I wanted to ask you about, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, they drafted Javon Kinlaw to take over for DeForest Buckner. They trade back up for Brandon Ayuk. But maybe the big one was Trent Williams, Steve, and your thoughts on them getting Trent Williams. Yeah, the rich get richer. You could make the case the Niners have the very best roster in the NFL. They replace um, you know, one of the starting wide receivers in the draft and bolstering the line. I got to tell you, Ross, Basic strategy says fade the Super Bowl loser typically because there's that hangover right. from that loss. But uh, the Niners on paper certainly look like they um, are going to be the team to beat in the NFC. We got uh, a question I want to get to today, Steve. Um, and next week we're going to look a little bit at some of the rookie of the year stuff, MVP stuff. I know you're typically not a big fan, but we can explain why. Um, but looking at this question from Todd in Colorado. And Todd took advantage of one of our sponsors. I can't remember if it was Bet Online using the promo code podcast one or maybe just 1-800-Flowers.com using the code football. But he said, and it's relevant today, he said, by the way, thanks for all the great content. The pod with the amateur syndicate was awesome. Great to see the average guy win some. Today's question. When looking at team win totals, how do you equate, say, an over 8.5 minus 160 win total versus a 9-win minus 110? What juice on the 8.5 creates equal value? Love the easy questions. Each half game is worth approximately 50 cents. So in this example, if you had an over-under, uh, over nine, lay a dollar ten, um, under nine, lay a dollar ten, and you're c- contrasting that with an eight and a half minus one sixty on the over, mathematically those would be two equivalent bets because I'm willing to essentially um, buy a half game. You can think of it that way. Down uh, from over instead of playing over nine, lay a dollar ten, over eight and a half minus one sixty, equal bets. So in, when you're trying to assess you like a team over, if you can get an extra half game and pay less than 50 cents, then you should go ahead and do so. Got it. You know what, Steve? I didn't know that. How do you know that? Like, where does that come from? Uh, it's just the probability distributions over the years, how often teams land within the number. It's, it's similar to, like, baseball totals that most guys, when they're betting baseball totals and they have to choose between playing, like, an over 8.5 versus an over 9 know that, that that being on or off the nine is worth about 20 cents, and so they just have either they have the chart or they have it memorized. They've done it so often. 
So I've got a pretty good guest lined up next week, and I want to get into some of the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and I want you to even explain to the guest next week why you never bet those. I think that'll be interesting. And we'll get to more of your email questions, so keep them coming, Ross at RossTucker.com, please, because we very much enjoy them. That'll do it, Steve, for today's Even Money podcast. Really looking forward to, over the coming weeks, diving into different strategies, different philosophies, and getting some cool and unique guests on. I already have a great guest idea for this show for a week from now. You are going to absolutely love him. I promise. Again, you guys know the deal with Bet Online. Mentioned it while we're doing the prop bets recap. You also know the deal with Mother's Day, myfrontpagestory.com, or use the code football at 1-800-Flowers.com. Your Apple podcast rankings and comments, always appreciated. Always, always, always as is when you take advantage of the Amazon banner ad on our homepage. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.